Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. Zed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. What's up, everybody? It's Joey Sauce, the boss. We're coming off of a fabulous weekend. How are you, Mr. Sheehan? Mr. America? I had a fabulous time. And the party was exceptional. And I don't know, it was just a good time to be down around Wall Street, where I started my legitimate working career. And they got all those streets blocked off and stuff. But okay, you could walk. You just can't drive. The holiday dinner is what Ed is talking about. It's always a good time. So for the first time, I want to say in maybe 10 years, everyone that works for the company was scheduled to be at the holiday dinner. And unfortunately, the two that were unable to make it, one was sick and the other one had a family issue. All that aside, the holiday dinner was truly one of those moments where we were all like... Everybody was laughing and giggling and enjoying the food. And Let's put it this way. There was a lot of smiles there. Yeah. And there's a lot of chatter about it now. And it's what we talk about team engagement and what it does for the overall morale and spirits of the team. Everyone getting together. I did a video on Instagram. There's a team member, Anthony Ohong. Shout out to Anthony. He's a canine handler and a PMP, a technician for us. Always brings gifts to the holiday dinner. I tell him every year, I told you that I would pay for this. It's very nice that you do it. And he refuses. Shout out to him because he he's just an overall nice person good year, guy in general exactly that's what i'm saying this year he did a grab bag where it was x amount of dollars per person and he donated the money to no shave november and the cancer charity for our friend stuff like that it gives you more hope for humanity but also the team you said it just felt like a good team and a good group of people that were going to stick around for a while which it's funny one of the questions in our quarterly survey that we send out an internal net promoter score. We send out eight questions and then two places where people could write things that they'd like to see. And one of the questions was, do you plan on being here for at least a year? And it was 100% yes. And in the past, it's been like 84. The highest I think it's ever been was like 89. So it's 100% now, which is another testament to uh, the world correcting itself, I believe. It was a really good time. Everybody had fun. And that, that, overall, it was great. We gave out a bunch of gift cards, some electronic devices, days off. All in all, everyone was happy. One of the comments that was made was you got to take the good with the buy a, a, a relatively new service technician. When I asked him what he meant by that, he was like, there's long days, there's that. But then look at tonight, you gave out X amount of dollars in gift cards. We do a newsletter every month. So just to have fun with it, I wrote in there the first five people to whisper to me in the restaurant, the Eagle has landed, would get a prize. Five people actually did it and they all got a gift card for saying that just to encourage them reading a newsletter and, and things like that. So well, overall, it, it was good. I was driving your sister and, and the person in the office. Go ahead. I was driving your sister and you're not so going to remember what, her name because she told me that while you were in the car with her, you asked Jamie twice what her name was. And that ride is only 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jamie's come on. What, what's taking so long? I went up Flatbush Avenue because, you know, you wanted to see Flatbush and, and I wanted to, I wanted to show, God damn, whatever Forget her name. She wanted to see Brooklyn. She'd never been on Flatbush Avenue. Can you imagine that? Can you hear how much we're talking about it? You could probably hear that we're laughing about it. This is why it's so important as a company, 
as a manager, as a leader to do these things with the team and not just holiday related, not just company milestones and stuff like that, but across the whole year to pepper in some team engagement, knowing that everyone's not always going to show up, but you have to enjoy work and there's discipline and then there's the outside of work stuff. The funniest thing about it is, remember they were like four or five technicians that were saying, who do we got to talk to the pest control here? This flies all over the place. (laughs) So we may have a new lead over there. Hey, you never know. I mean, you know what? That was a good place. The service was good. The food was good. That was the thing, like where to find a good spot. It was a great steakhouse. It's always good. We're not going to say where we went because obviously we just said that they had flies. But this time of year to have flies is... Something's wrong. Correct. Got to check the garbage. You got to check the pails. You got to check those pails. Yeah. So part of why we do things in the types of locations that we do them, five-star restaurants, part of the reasoning behind that is... Not everybody always, certainly now with the current economy, but everybody doesn't have that opportunity, no matter how much money they make. Other stuff that's going on behind the scenes, they may have X amount of children, bills pile up. I think everybody listening can attest to that. So part of the thought process behind going to a five-star place or the Michelin star-rated restaurant is to give that experience, to have the private room, to have that level of service for everybody to feel that brings a a certain level of appreciation or feeling of appreciation. And being that I talk to pretty much everybody, I talk to everybody that works on the team. There was a conversation that took place that some worked in other pest control companies and other places, and there was always a power struggle or where your service manager and the owner and the management team spoke down to everyone. And they were saying, one of the things here is I feel like I'm respected as a person. It was great to hear that because it's what we've been working towards for six years to have that relationship and have people understand that we care about the company. You know what struck me too? One of you guys got up, he had to leave early, and he said how wonderful it was to work for you. And he's been there quite a while too. Yeah, he's been with us seven years. He shouted out his managers and people that weathered the storm of COVID and are still with the company. It was nice that he did that for sure, publicly. I'm sure that the people that he shouted out appreciated it. I love to see stuff like that because that type of stuff just resonates with the team. Everybody saw that. Um, It's all about listening to your team. You can't listen to your team if you don't ask the questions. A team member made a suggestion that we were already discussing internally in our management meetings. So we announced that we had already put it out to the HR department to see if we could make it happen. And everybody was happy about that. But we would have never been able to have that conversation if we didn't give the survey. Basically, I think what that does, it gives them a feeling they got skin in the game. Yes. Another hot topic is the rat czar position of New York City. Have it's paying one hundred and twenty to one hundred and seventy thousand. I don't know about you, but I got a hundred text messages, Facebook ads, and likes. Your good friend that did that that documentary, he added us on social media saying a job for these guys. We appreciate that, Morgan Spurlock. But the rads are job for New York City. I imagine you got some calls for that. So let's talk about that a little bit. It's not, like you said, it's nice to be thought of, and I. 
listen, I don't want to work five days a week anymore. I'm not sure I want to work for the city to get involved with all that. It's nice to people to say, you know what? They should pick you. Just why didn't you try for that? You know what? My standard answer is I'm afraid that they might pick me. <laughs> and I Maybe 20 years ago, 25 years ago, if you're running a business and you're making more money than they're offering you, why would you bother dealing with them? Your, your business is going to suffer. So 170. Eh. I but, think, yeah, people told me the same thing. And I really, they don't need a rat saw. And they really you know don't. What? There's plenty of qualified pest management professionals throughout New York City that can handle that job, get paid a proper wage. If you look at New York City buildings are part of the problem and all of New York City contracts are part of the problem because they do lowest bid. And I know they say lowest responsible bidder, but there hasn't been a responsible bidder bidding in years. I would take the job under the caveat that they get out of my way and I need to see the budget. And I need to see what they currently pay for pest control. I need to see all the specs for the pest control throughout the city. And I would tell them what they really need to do. And unless they're going to do it, which we know they're not, because someone that we may or may not know was the rat so many years ago and is probably hands down the smartest rodentologist in the world. And how much do you think they listen to him? Because he knows what he's doing. More than half of what we do, we learn from him and just expand upon. So if he couldn't get the job done and he's not going to come back, this is just all smoking. One of the reasons, too, he's not coming back is that's not enough money for him. I don't know. He's going all over the world. What does he get? And to work with the city, he's a responsible guy, the guy that's in charge of the health department, the rodent bureau. Well, I don't know if he's still there, but I remember him. They don't have enough exterminators now. If I was in charge of that, the first thing I'd do is get all these community groups together. Who's got the biggest problem? Years ago, I testified before the city council, and they were all real happy about, look at the difference we made in that neighborhood and blah, 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 blah. And they were done. My question I asked, did you do the commercial places too? We don't know. That was a no. For three months, they don't give a shit. They got their headline. And one guy got elected to the state senate because he got rid of the rats in some neighborhood. Three months later, I'll bet Dallas to Donuts, they were all back again. Dallas to Donuts. All right. You know I mean, like that. Gotta, it's got to be a push, or we would say a clean out. Then you got to maintain it. And they're not going to spend the money to get rid of the rats. They want the headline. Look what we did. Yeah, I agree. I, it, it's got to be a constant thing. At the end of the day, it's all about money. They have these health department inspectors that go around. And what do they do? They look at conducive conditions and they do fines on to commercial properties and potentially even residential properties. This is how bureaucratic and disgusting it is and political. In front of apartment buildings that we service, the public trees that are planted on the street have burrows in them. Who owns those trees? The city. Who's responsible to treat them and maintain the rodent issue? The city. But they fine the apartment building or the commercial building or the building that it's on their sidewalk. It's just, it's ridiculous. And I was listening to a podcast recently, All the Smoke, which is really more of a sports podcast, but they had a hip hop artist out of Atlanta called Killer Mike on. And he was talking about the same thing in a different way, as far as I pay my taxes, 
And then for me to come in and to see my um, elected officials, I have to pay a parking meter, which is another tax. And if I don't pay that parking meter, or if I stay with my elected official for longer, the government then imposes another tax on me in the form of a ticket because I wasn't able to do that. So I think it's true. And that speaks to all city and all government agencies. And it's all bullshit. I thought it was a great analogy. And it certainly works here that you have these people getting paid by the city, but their job is to really go and make a quota of fines against private industry. Instead of going to that location and saying, what do we need to do to fix this? Here's a fine and go hire your own private pest control company, which is great for us, but it's horrible for that business. And it's a business, whether it's an apartment building, it's a co-op condo, whatever. It's just horrible for them because it's like now you now either you pay to fine or you go to court, which you pay to go to court too, right? So it's this whole thing to continue this revenue stream. And none of it is really about rodent abatement and getting the rats out of the city. It's just not. It's sad. You're sounding like a real anarchist. (laughs) what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing and expecting a different result so that's what it is it's like how long do you keep running in circles anytime you're in a large organization or relatively large nobody wants their toes stepped on if you can do it better than them right away it got you down as a piece of crap this guy's no good look what he's doing i had a very good friend of mine dear friend that he was in charge of a department And he hired this guy that was terrible. Guy didn't know shit from Shinola. And I asked him, how'd you hire that guy? He says, look, I'm 55 years old. You think I'm going to hire somebody good that's going to be running up my ass? I said, there you go. There you go. That's what happens. Everybody's got to protect their turf. And everybody needs a kick in the ass every once in a while because everybody gets a little complacent. And you don't want some young guy... Somebody said, wow, he's really good. You you start to get threatened and you start bitching. So part of it, too, is leadership. What is the true reward for good work? More work is not really the answer. That's not rewarding for the person. And I mean, we could spend hours talking about that. But remember when I was in that money room counting cash for the guy and I was the only male in the room. Everybody else was female. And what room was that? it, It was a money room. I counted money for the guy that delivered cigarettes and other all oh, types of bodega your, items. Your bullshit college job. There were so many things that this guy did wrong. But one day I count the money very fast. So I think like in one day, the whole room did 2.4 million and I did 1.8 out of the 2.4. And the three other women in the room cornered me and was like, listen, you little fuck. You need to slow down. You're making us look bad. Stop counting money so fast. So I think the next day. I did 2.4 by myself and the whole room did less than four mil. Then the next day, there was no money to count when we all showed up because we finished it. And that morning, everybody's sitting there. The one of the women is smoking. The other one's reading a book. We're all on the clock waiting for money to come in. My point is that you should be rewarding the team members. And in, in the wide and in a city system, nobody's really going to do their job to their full potential because they don't have to. I'm really happy what you've done with this business, your business, because it's a whole different atmosphere. There. Listen, we spent seven years building it this way. And hopefully in February, when we hit 20 years of colony and over 50 years as a family in pest management, it'll be even a more fun experience for the team. 
there's an episode out right now with Larry Schaefer from Insperity. And we're talking about all things mental health. He really talked about having it all. But the mental health piece is something that we've been touching on for the better part of a year, but something that we've been speaking about. But the truth of the matter is that you need to listen to that episode. Check out Larry Schaefer's YouTube X Factor. Some of the stuff we talked about on that episode, Ed, we talked about the people in pest control making six figures or less in their own business and others talking poorly about them or making fun of them and you having the wherewithal in the early 1980s to say to somebody, maybe they're happy. Every time I see this person, they're smiling. They're always in a good mood. Maybe they're happy. So the piece to having it all is defining your all. And that is a big piece of what we spoke about, about being comfortable in your own skin, not keeping up with the Joneses and just being comfortable, you being comfortable, right? So make sure you listen. You need to go and hear it for yourself. And you'll probably rewind a couple of things that Larry says about aspirations versus goals. So make sure that you check that out. Obviously, Colin Confidential Podcast. I just can't stress how important it is to take that time to enjoy and meet your team and just enjoy your company and stay away from work. There was a lot of work conversation happening on Saturday and some of it I let go because some of it was laughter and joking about accounts, how weird they are, how funny it is or how cool this place is. But who as a leader, manager in the company have to pay attention and know when to interject because why you I felt the way about the dinner is because of the positive energy being put out by everybody. This is by design. This year I added the gift cards to people who came and told me the eagle has landed from the very beginning. Then it started, yo, what's that? What's that? Why are they getting that? We're off to a positive. Then we're having drinks and we're having fun. You just got to make sure that there's no negative conversation. Even if somebody has messed up in the past, that night is not the night to have that discussion. That night is a night to enjoy. So all of that was by design. We had some drinks, we're talking some smack. Maybe it started to get a little lull. Boom, we hit them with the next round of games and prizes and trivia, which was me giving out more gift cards, some AirPods, the vacation day. And then we let some more time go and we hit them with some more positive stuff with the grab bag. And the key is just really to enjoy yourself, pay attention to the team on those nights that are truly about the team. Work's got to be left at the door when you enter. All right. So those are, you know, you got to treasure these nights like that. Yes. And you want everybody else to treasure them as well. So it is December and it is going to be 2023. And you usually have some slogans for the new year. Are you there yet with your 2023 slogan? I don't mean to put you on the spot. 2020, I was thinking of that. You got to give me more time. Got a slogan. Go ahead. There's going to be glee in 23. All right. I don't know about that one, but I'll write it down. The other one is you're going to be free in 23. And free from all of these diseases and shit. I, you know what? You're getting there. Sometimes you just got to keep talking it out. I like 2023 is not about me. What is it about? From a team. The team. All right. 
anyway, that's mine. I'm putting that out there right now, but I think I like going to be free in 2023. That's good. I do like that one. Usually starting in the end of November, deals start to come out from manufacturers and distributors on material bulk purchase. We all normally do bulk purchases this time of year for multiple reasons. One, the deals are so good. Two, tax purposes to a certain extent, depending on if you're what your net profit is. And three, you're getting you're getting material at a very discounted rate, right? One and three might be the same. But the deals are not really there so much. But uh, there's other ways to prep, right? Like vehicles. The v- I was supposed to get two vehicles by the end of the year. It looks like probably not until January 14th. And part of me feels it's to raise the percentage rate. And we've been talking about this forever. If you have the cash flow personally to finance some stuff for your own business, it might be in your best interest to do it. I committed to three vehicles in November. I got 2.49% interest in November. And now the other ones were supposed to be delivered in December. Now they're coming in January and they raised it a point. So I wrote back and I said, hey, being that I committed to all of these in late October at 2.49, I'd appreciate it if Toyota would give me 2.49 on all of them. And I spoke to the woman yesterday and she said, no, I don't think they're going to do that. I said, I said, send me all the numbers. I said, but it just might be a full cash deal and I'll buy them personally and I'll just, I'll finance it to myself. And she was like, and you could hear it changed. And she was like, oh, really? And I said, listen, (laughs) a a point is a point. I said, you're talking about X amount of dollars a month for two trucks over three years. That's a mortgage. That's a mortgage for some people. That's a true she and thing because your sister called me when she bought that new RV mm-hmm. and she's talking to this woman. And before she even went there to discuss at the dealership, she says, I got a, a loan from a bank for less. How much is it? And the woman does the number. She goes, well, it's only 89 cents a month. And you know what your sister told her? Yeah, but that 89 cents is better in my pocket than it is in yours. So here's the thing. If you're doing a million dollars a year and your net profit is 10%. That's a hundred thousand. If you can figure out a way to add another 5% to your net profit by pennies here and there and dollars, don't get me wrong here and there. And then that's 5% in your pocket as a business owner. So at the end of the year, that's what you got to start to look at. Gas consumption, everything. I'm running so many numbers over the past six weeks leading up to now that the idea is for me to really, I use 5%. It's not an arbitrary number. I have a not, not a real bet, but a slight competition with friends of mine in the industry who can save the most in 2023 on the bottom line. And it's friendly competition. And we're basically just going to go out to dinner and whoever, whoever wins is not going to have to pay for dinner. But think about 5% in a $10 million business is what? half a million dollars in a $5 million business is a quarter of a million dollars. It ain't nickels and dimes. You know what I mean? It's a lot of money. If you can get that percentage saved you know what? and there's easy ways to do it. What did grandma used to say? A penny ain't much until you ain't got it. Yeah. But all that to say that the end of the year prep is also preparing for the new year, right? having your end of the year meetings, your strategic initiatives, what they are. And our strategic initiative happens in the very beginning of January because of forecasting and whatnot. It just makes more sense for us right now. But the goal is to eventually have it like the end of November, forecast December, forecast to the new year. And the idea behind that is, is the entire company meets 
and preps for the new year. And let's say like you were in charge of quality control, you would come in and say, here's what I want to do in quality control. And it, it could be the crazy. We tell everybody, think out of the box. Another thing we spoke about with Larry Schaefer is to put it out there and to just to your wildest aspiration, what would you like? And then we refine it in that meeting. So some of the stuff that, that we talk about in that meeting ends up coming to fruition. And that meeting is each department putting out what they'd like to happen and all the other department heads kicking it around, brainstorming, and coming to a final, yes, let's do this. That one's very difficult. Let's put that on the back burner. And then we create the initiatives for the year. We put it on paper. It's at everyone's desk. The entire company gets the initiatives for the year, what we're going to do. And then we find out at the end of the year if we did them. Okay. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's always I mean, a lot. When you're in a managerial position, especially as an owner, your brain sometimes... It's hard to shut off. You go home and try to sleep and you can't sleep because you're running numbers. Maybe you're working on a bid. I've gone home working on a bid and saying, I'll do it tomorrow. There's no sense. I went back because I couldn't sleep. The numbers were still cranking in my head. And then I'd sit there, I'd go back, I'd light a cigar, have a half a milk glass of Crown Royal and watch. Remember I had that fish tank, big fish tank? Yeah. I used to watch the fish swim. And my brain freed up and I finished the bid. And then nine o'clock in the morning, my office manager is, yo, what, were you drinking last night? <laughs> now, it's just the thing you do. It's just hard to shut your mind off. It. Yeah. Listen, what, one of the things I like most about Larry Schaefer and what he said is aspirations versus goals. Like that really resonated with me because there's a difference between setting a goal and aspiring to be something. And in my opinion, a goal, an aspiration is, oh, I really need to get there. And a goal is something you believe you can get to. And I just think your mind, in my opinion, your mind looks at them both differently, right? Yeah. Um, that was a big takeaway for me speaking with him. We're at the end of the year prepping for the next year and what you're going to hey, do and implement. Where's my bonus? It's the end of the year. Don't you get a... Nope. Colony Pest Management does not do end of the year bonuses. Oh. What Colony Pest Management does is in the month of December, there is a license or in New York State, there's a certification bonus. Depending on the amount of certifications you have, you would receive a bonus for that in the month of December. But we do annual evaluations every, in the month of February for the entire company, and all bonuses and raises take place in March. And the reason behind that is, is December, the whole year, the company is not really that small where before Christmas or the holidays, you can get them all truly evaluated, right? And then you have a whole month of December to take into account. The other piece behind it from a prep and strategic thought process is you in February, we know what that bonus is and we can budget for it. We can kind of budget for it now knowing what it is. So you can move a little bit better. So there's that, there's the, the budgeting factor. And I understand are, you want to give out the bonus on St. Patrick's day. I got it. No, that's not even it either. Any other piece too is for the company bonus and raises, what is March usually the beginning? Of? I'm not going to, is it spring? Yes. The season, the, the, that is the beginning of. The renewal. 
the Renewal. pest season and pest control. So you got to go through all the KPIs. There's a lot of stuff to run. Everybody's got to have a one-on-one and a conversation. And then boom, it happens all in February and March. It all goes into play. And the idea is that everyone goes into the season. Hopefully, if they did their job right, with a breath of fresh air and wind beneath their wings, I just got my bonus. I got a raise. Let's go into the season in a good way. Okay. You know what I mean? And we also wanted to get away from feeling guilty for not giving someone a bonus around the holidays. Because a bonus, honestly, a bonus is not mandatory. There should be KPIs to it and there should be levels to it. And a bonus should be performance related. It should not be anything else. Of course. But there's, if you, if we took a poll, do you feel the need to bonus people out during the holidays if your bonus structure is in the holiday season? And I'd be willing to bet more than 60% say yes, if they're truthful. You ruthless prick. You probably didn't, but. Did, what? What did I do? You probably didn't feel guilty not giving someone a bonus when they did a bad job around the holidays. Gave them something, but. There you go. See what I mean? You gave them something when they deserve. You know what? Let me explain something. Because it was the holidays and you're in the holiday spirit. Some people, and this is a thing that I had trouble wrapping my head around it. Some people didn't do that good a job. Freaking customers loved them. Every couple of months you had to go send somebody and straighten out shit that they bought. So that, that, that account... That really should have been netting you, let's say, 10, let's just 10% was netting you eight or less because you had to do double the work. And guess what? That's where that person's bonus is. It's in the extra work you had to do. You have KPIs for a reason. And one of them is customer service. The other one is job performance. One is quality assurance inspections, attendance. One is dress code. And in order to get the full bonus, you have to hit all the KPIs. And if you hit none of them, yeah, you get nothing. You get nothing. Okay. Trust me when I say, and I do not miss wholeheartedly, I would love for everyone to get their maximum bonus because that means that everything is being done accordingly. Okay. All okay, right. I got, it. I got it. So listen, you said it all after we went through 45 minutes of technological fun. Was that um, my fault? Was that my fault? I don't know about that. But it is what it is. Go ahead, sign off. Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. Until we meet again, God bless you. It's Joey Sauce, Colony Confidential. Thank you for listening. Make sure you go out and listen to that episode with Larry Schaefer. Great episode. Until we meet again, I hope everybody enjoys the holidays. Take care. Janiyah. <laughs> you really, I'm listen, all jokes aside, you really are Rain Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm beginning to believe it. Jesus. Thank you again. All right, bye. Do you want the cheat code to have happy customers? Make sure you go and sign up for Auto the Phone Call. We call it AOPC. It's your chance to learn from the leader in this space, Margaret Garcia from Grip PPO. Her team answers hundreds of phone calls every day for companies large and small, and she's teaching you the key secrets to closing sales on the phone, handling your customer complaints, and getting it all done in less time.
make sure to go visit us at theartofthephonecall.com.